Who gets your time and attention first? Your clients and customers or you and your business? Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 114. Today I am back after a holiday, a short holiday compared to usual, but I was away for six days and five nights up in the highlands of Scotland and honestly every time I go up north I fall in love with it even more. It's like you're in a completely different world so if you haven't been up to Scotland or if you live in Scotland and you haven't ventured past the city centres then please go and do it. I'd highly recommend it. We saw wild dolphins swimming in a pod with their family. We saw a fairy tale castle in Don Robin. We went paddling in a beautiful beach at Dornick. Honestly, I could be like the Highland Tourist Board here, but please, please go and visit if you haven't already or go back. And I did actually take time off. I didn't do a complete digital detox, which I normally do in the last two summer holidays. But I launched the 90 Day Mastermind just last week before I went on the holiday. So I didn't want to completely, obviously, abandon my clients after they had kicked off and they were setting their goals. So I was very honest with them. I was upfront in terms of, right, Put your goals that you're committing to into the Facebook group and I will be checking in once a day and helping answer any questions or queries that came in during that time. And what I loved, and this always happens, is the power of a mastermind where other people help each other. And that's really where the bond, the friendship, the collaborations, the support really happens. So I think it did help that I actually did step out for a couple of days And now that I'm back, we are completely ready to go. And everybody did their first check-in. And it was great to see, even with the commitment that they've made to themselves and their business, and getting clear on what their goals are, what they were able to make happen in this first week. And I also love seeing some themes that emerge from different people within the mastermind. And I also noticed this with clients at many times as well. And one of the themes that really shone out this time was the fact that many of the business owners did find it quite out of their comfort zone, putting themselves first and really focusing on their business. Because many of the people I work with, and you may be in that similar category, they work with other business owners, they work with clients, they are in that service consultancy coaching, people helping type of industry, whether they are photographers or whether they're training professionals. And a lot of what they end up doing is that they're in delivery mode. So they attract a new client and when they're working with a client, it's very much around them being there in some way, shape or form compared to being a very product only type of business. 
And with that type of business in terms of being there, being that service provider, then we do have to show up. We have to deliver on our promises to our clients. I am also obviously in that category. And that's why I wanted to record this short podcast episode today around the things that I have personally found challenging when it comes to putting my clients or my customers first to the negative impact or the expense of me and my business and to allow you to see what could you do to help you to get that balance right as well. Because absolutely, customer service is really important to me. Delivery is really important to me as well. So I'm always wanting to over-deliver with my clients as well. But if you do that, if you're always putting your clients first in terms of your energy, your time, your commitment, compared to your own business, then the sad matter of fact is that it can really impact your business. And I've seen people in the past that actually end up not really having a thriving business because they have effectively neglected it. So I want you to really stop and think how much time and commitment do you currently put into your own business development, your own product or service development, your own personal development, your marketing and sales activities, your focus on your systems and just making life easier in your business. And if they always end up on the list of, right, I need to do it or I want to do it, but then things come in and those things could be client requests or meetings or delivery mode and they just kept getting shunted to that next week's to-do list and then it just goes on and on and on. I want you to really give yourself permission to stop that cycle from happening and think about the last time you went on an aeroplane. For me, it has been far, far too long. I've got distant memories of that. I think it actually was sometime even last year, which is really unusual for me, but uh, we are in a very unusual time at the moment. But what do they say when they're giving you the safety briefing? Put on your oxygen mask first before helping others. And it is important because if we don't prioritise ourselves and our business in particular, then it's not only our customers can end up suffering in the long term, but we can end up suffering as well. So I am not saying that you always have to completely put yourself first because there will be times, depending on project cycles or when you're working with clients and even in your own business development or product development in your business, you will go through different peaks and troughs. And I get that. But what I want to make sure that you do is not leave yourself last. And then sit and wonder, why are things not going the way that you want to? Or why are they harder than they need to be as well? And again, I am talking from experience. I have fallen into many of these traps before. And that's why I want to make sure that you're not or you've got a little bit of a ladder to climb out that hole that you might have found yourself in. Let's make this practical. I'm going to share with you some of my top tips on what has worked for me in the past and also some of the things that I've seen working really well with my clients when they've put in certain strategies or practices that really do help them even more now. The first one is all about your diary management or your time management. I live in my diary, especially when it comes to the working week. 
all my coaching clients, all my meetings, etc., are in that diary. And what then used to happen is I would look at my diary and I'd say, okay, I've got a free time. So, yep, I can meet here or I can accept that invitation. But I actually wasn't seeing the full picture. So what I now do is when I need to look at things, especially for my business, such as doing updates to products or creating new products where things are coming in the pipeline, watch this space. If they're not in the diary, they just tended to not get done. Or I'd find myself being really over capacity and then running around feeling stressed out or just feeling like I was overwhelmed. So what I then do is I don't actually use my diary as a to-do list. I use Asana. There's many other tools and systems out there that can really make a difference, but I have done a podcast episode with the wonderful Amy Mitchell. I'll link to it in the show notes, but definitely check it out. But what that means is I don't put every minute task in my diary, but I block out time. For example, if I'm doing product development stuff or business development stuff, or even if I am in a learning phase where I'm doing a course or if I'm making some updates to some systems, I put them into my diary so that they actually get done. And what I do and what I love doing, and it's been a learned practice, is I also colour coordinate my diary. It sounds a bit sad, but for different projects I'm working on, for different clients or different services, they all go into my diary in a different colour. And also my own business development stuff goes in there as a different colour. And things such as social events and time with family go in as a different colour. And what that allows me to do is if I start to notice that my diary is missing some colours, i.e. rapid transformation, business development, time, I can spot it really easily and then I can course correct it. And something else that really helped me was actually being more planned out so that I'm more proactive rather than reactive. I used to really struggle to find the time and then I tried to change my diary or fit everything into what was happening. But that was based upon the things that I'd already committed to and that I'd let get into my diary. And I used to struggle with this and then the same thing would happen the next week and the week after. Until one of my coaches actually years ago said, right, that's because you're living very much in the here and now. So go forward into your diary weeks ahead when it's still a bit more freer and block out those times now so that you actually don't have to be in that reactive mode anymore. So it makes a huge difference to me. So again, I block things out, such as holidays, way in advance. And also, I do have some regular things in my diary, such as business development, catching up with finance, and all the other things around my business so that it does get done. It allows me to have some flexibility so I can move things around if I need to during that week, but it's not hidden, it's not out of sight. And if I do have to shift it to a different week, I am making that conscious decision around it. So definitely recording things in your diary can make a huge difference. But I'd also encourage you to really then follow that diary. Give it the commitment, that priority, just in the same way that you would do if you are showing up to a client call or a meeting that's with someone else in your diary because that's where your unconscious mind starts to trust your promises and know that you'll actually make it happen. There's nothing worse than putting something in your diary and you know, I'm putting it in there, but I'm not actually going to do it because the game's a bogey then. 
The second thing is all about focusing on your goals. And I'm sure you already know, because I talk about it a lot, that I'm a big fan of 90-day goals. And that's the way that I really help those that I work with and also in my 90-day masterminds. So the clients that are currently in the 90-day mastermind, they have set up their commitments to the 90 days. We've broken it down into different milestones. And now they get the chance to then see, right, what does that mean in reality in terms of their milestones and the actions that are going to need to happen to allow them to smash those goals as well. And again, it allows you to really take that realistic approach and see what does it mean for you and your time and can you actually give yourself the permission to put yourself first as well. Because yes, you might say something like, I'm going to create this online course or I'm going to update my website or create a website. But most times, there's a lot more to it. So when you break it down a little bit more, you can then think about when's that going to happen? Am I blocking out time in my diary to make that happen? Otherwise, it's just a dream. It's not really a goal. And this was something, again, that I really learned the hard way was I would get so excited and I used to be quite a last minute.com type of person, but I'd go, right, I've got that course happening in three weeks time or a month's time and it'd be in my diary because that's the time that I was in actual delivery mode. But I wasn't then anticipating in my diary preparation time. So there'd be times I'd go, right, I've got that coming up. Especially if it's a new course, I might have had to create more materials, get them to the printers on time. And there were a few hairy moments when it was touch and go in terms of meeting deadlines in that way. So now, if I commit something to my diary, especially if it is a new thing that I'm delivering or creating, I pop that time in my diary. But I also then go, how much time is that going to take me to create? What are some of the milestones, i.e. getting it to the printers or if I'm collaborating with someone else, I'm popping that into the diary as well in blocks. And it just means that there's no nasty surprises that come and bite you and you go, why did I sign up for that? Or why did I not realise that this was going to happen? Because sometimes you could be a bit too big picture around it. So take your goals, plot them down, and what does that actually look like for you? And again, a big lesson from the weekly check-ins that came through where that even just small, consistent actions can make a huge difference. It doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be scary, but small steps taken day by day, week on week, that's where you can create that sustainable and that growing business as well. The next thing is all about boundaries. And I'm going to put my hands up here and say this is something that I can still improve upon. But I am so much better at this now compared to when I first started my business. So what do I mean by boundaries? It's effectively just having really clear expectations up front with those that you're working with, whether that's clients or people in your team or those that you're collaborating with as well. And it just makes your life a lot easier and it makes their life a lot easier as well. And some of that could be as basic as how long will it take you to get back to them? You don't always have to be that person that as soon as you get an email that you respond straight away because what can end up happening is that that then becomes the expectation and what you then feel that you have to keep doing and also what your clients expect from you as well. 
So if you're very much more a big case of if you email me, I'll get back to you within 24 hours or whatever that is for you. It could be shorter or longer. It doesn't matter as long as you set those boundaries and they're clear. Then that just allows everybody to know where they stand. Sometimes you might even need to get clear on the form that that communication takes place. I used to really struggle around getting emails from people in emails and then in Facebook Messenger and then in WhatsApp or in Instagram. And that would even be some of my clients until I actually was really firm and said, okay, the best way for me and you to communicate is through this way. That means that I don't miss communications. It doesn't mean that all our communications are here, there and everywhere. And it just makes it a lot easier for you sometimes also to switch off as well, because you might go, I'm away on holiday. And let's say you say that your emails are the way that you communicate with people like your clients or your customers. It means that you can switch off. You can delegate that to someone else without it bombarding you in some other form like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. Again, you have to decide what the right format or the right systems are for you. But honestly, the clearer you are with people, the easier it is for you and for them as well. And boundaries also make it really easy for you to say no to. I used to find it really hard in the past to say no to people getting into my diary, especially when I'd be having a verbal conversation with them. I'd feel like I had to justify to say, I can't make that because I've got this client or I'm delivering this thing at that point. But when it was something in my diary, like a rapid transformation task or business development, and then I'd feel really awkward, say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't meet at that time because I blocked it out for this thing from my business. And I used to then be a bit more flexible and end up just going, oh, yeah, I could fit you in there and I could shift that around. But now, more often than not, if I am speaking to someone, I'm very much more of a, sorry, I can't make that. I've already committed. And I don't have to give them a reason or I choose not to give them a reason around why or what's in my diary. And the other way, and again, I've talked about this on a previous podcast, is I actually give people a diary link most of the time. And that means that they can then choose based upon what I have got available in my diary. And therefore, the times that I say I am available, you can set that up in lots of diary systems and you're more in control that way. And it also saves so much backwards and forwards of, does that work with you? How about now? Because you might have pre-booked something in after you got their last email or conversation. So think about the boundaries. What can you do that would actually help you to make life a lot easier? I know Janet Murray, for example, who's been on my podcast before. She has boundaries in terms of when she does her work for her business, she creates her content And she does that in the morning. So she doesn't do one-to-one calls or group calls during that times. They're all reserved for the afternoon. And that's just the way it is. I've got clients in this mastermind that are very much more putting boundaries around actually not working certain days of the week and giving that time for their own business development. And even some of them are going, that's a day that I'm actually taking for my own self as well. And then the next key point is all about accountability, because like I said before, you can plan the best way that you want to. But if you don't follow what's in your diary or that's on your plan, then you're 
not going to make any real progress and you'll just end up kidding yourself on and your unconscious mind really knows if you're truly committed and if you're going to make something happen or if it's like a here we go again they always put that in the diary but it's not going to happen so let's not even pretend that it's going to happen this time as well but actually accountability makes a huge difference and that's a big part of the 90 mastermind it's a big reason why I've got my own coach as well to help me to go right what am I doing am I actually doing it what's getting in the way and then also just making sure that you are on track and you are just doing what you want to do to help you grow your business and to focus on what you've set out to make happen as well. And that leads me into the last point. And I know it sounds a bit negative, but really ask yourself, well, what can happen if you don't put yourself first at times or you don't put your business first? I see lots of really amazing business owners that they have been so focused in delivery mode. They've been doing amazing work with their current clients. And then what ends up happening is that project finishes or something unexpected happens and then they're left going okay where's my pipeline now or why is my leads dried up or oh oh, I don't have this all set up and I'm really now frantically trying to make it happen and a lot of times they can end up just giving up or they can get burnt out or they really just make life harder than it needs to be so again ask yourself what would happen if I don't put myself or my business first What are those negative potential impacts and are you willing to let that happen? And I'm sure the answer is no. And as I said before, there might be times when things will be a bit more fluid, but as long as you're consciously making those decisions, I know for a fact that I've got a period coming up where I will be dedicating a lot more time in my diary to focus on rapid transformation, some development stuff that I'm doing. But then there'll be times where I'll be more focused on certain projects with clients or the mastermind. But the key thing is, as long as you're in control of it, that's what makes a difference rather than you trying to be in that reactive mode or getting in your way. So I hope some of these top tips have helped you that you can act upon them and they can help you to really focus on growing your business. As always, I love to hear the insights that you get from listening to this podcast. I obviously appreciate you taking the time to listen. And more importantly, I want to make sure that you are taking action. So drop me an email and let me know what your key insight is. I read all my emails. You can email me at hello at rapidtransformation.co.uk and let me know what your biggest insight and action will be. I look forward to sharing even more with you next week. And until then, really have fun prioritizing yourself and your business. Bye for now.